Welcome today to the Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward Utah. I am Dr. Marcy Campbell, here talking about strong mental health and especially about being aware of your circumstances, your relationships, your surroundings, and what's going on in the world around you and how it affects more particularly the mental health that we either have what you would say a good day or a bad day or in more severe cases, some depression, some anxiety. Certainly there's worries and fears moving forward post 2020 about what it is that our world is going to look like in the years to come. So I'm here talking about some of those things and more particularly today about social media and mental health. So how is social media affecting our mental health and what is it that we can do about it? Um, yesterday was the local municipalities election in the state of Utah. And whenever there's an election, you can count on there being some social media type frenzy of opinions and comments and banter and debates, right? And I would say um, in the last couple of weeks, I've been following a city page where there was a lot of debate with some strong accusations and maybe even stronger responses on Facebook. So it's a relatively smaller city. And so a lot of these people know each other, et cetera. And they had turned to social media um, I think in, in some ways trying to defend a friend of theirs or to accuse in behalf of a friend of theirs and those kinds of things. And it really blew up in a way that I haven't seen that's very common in some of the small towns regarding uh, this recent election. So it, it just got me thinking about so many of the ways that social media has been used in this last year and a half in in some ways good, but there are also some pretty negative, in my opinion, negative consequences that social media has had on our society and especially with mental health. So I really just wanted to talk today a little bit more in particular about social media and mental health, especially as many of you know, school's just around the corner and we're going to be having quite a heated debate again about the vaccine and about mask debates and more about COVID and more about taxes. And there's just going to be issues that arise uh, that I think could lead to more problematic social media use. I feel like there's been a little tiny bit of a summer break with it. I mean, it's existed, but maybe not to the height of the 2020 um, time period. And then, of course, we worry about social media and censorship. So have we learned anything from 2020 and post-2020 where we will be interacting differently on social media or not? Just wanted to do a good overview of what is it that we can do to not fall into some of those pitfalls that I think were problematic with a lot of pretty serious negative consequences in terms of mental health and the way we interact on social media moving forward. So we do know in terms of research, now this was pre-2020 research, that young people in particular really suffer in terms of mental health with social media. And I don't know if a lot of parents are aware of this, but teens, the rates of depression and anxiety, eating disorders and suicide have gone up with the teenage group 
or cohort that was raised with social media. So as we follow and track their lives from about the age of 12 moving forward, this group that kind of had social media a part of their teenage years, they have struggled more with depression and a lot of comparisons and eating disorders and fear of missing out or FOMO. And, um, and we, we, as professionals look at it like, wow, we've really got to pay attention and we've got to educate parents about some of those negative um, mental health consequences in terms of how teenagers are affected by social media. So as many of you know, a lot of people, when they post on social media, they're posting the ideal self or that idealized life that they have, or just looking at kind of the good things about their life. And maybe it's not a full picture of what someone's life is. And because that's what we're witnessing on social media, people think, wow, everybody else has this really great life, or they get to do a lot of fun things, or they get to travel a lot, or look at all the friends that they have, or look how perfect they look in every single picture. I'm not that perfect. And so people end up kind of really beating themselves up when they make all of those comparisons on social media. So I do, I don't want to highly focus on that today, but I do want to say parents pay attention to your young people and to your teens and the time that they're spending on social media, because we do we've, it's been around long enough that we have witnessed some of those negative consequences, especially for those developmental years in terms of self-esteem and identity. And so just really pay attention. How much time are they spending on social media and is it affecting their self-esteem, their confidence, et cetera. So just kind of pay attention to that. But today I wanted to talk a little bit more um, in depth about how we are communicating adults and teens, but more particularly adults, how are we communicating on social media? And are we hurting our own mental health the way we communicate? And I think just as important, are we hurting everybody else out there the way we're communicating via social media? And I would say there's an awful lot of people probably listening today that you might need to do a little self-check in terms of how you are communicating online. Um, and, and some, some do's and don'ts that I'll talk about a little bit later in the show today. So I think number one, if there was one thing that I could portray today, that's important and relevant for you to learn is how you interact online. It's going to affect your mental health. And then you take that home with you and the energy that you produce online in the way you're talking with other people, you're going to take that energy with you home to your family or with your friends or your roommate, etc. So if you're, uh, if you're really good at fighting online, there's a great likelihood you're getting better and more inclined to fight at home. If you would like to attack and critique and criticize people online, there's a greater likelihood that you're spending more time at home criticizing, noticing the faults of others, um, having kind of that negative energy. So it doesn't work for most human beings to be that way online. Even though you think you're kind of hiding behind a keyboard, you think you're doing that online, but you're definitely carrying that same energy over into your home life or to real life or into work. 
So don't think you can get away with it just by doing it online. And then it's separate from the way you're interacting with other people. You're carrying that energy with you. So that's the number one thing I hope people will take home with them today. I'm, I'm probably will repeat it as the show goes on. Don't think you can separate it out. You're carrying the energy with you. So you're putting it out into the universe and you're also carrying it with you everywhere you go. And I think it's creating a phenomenon in society where people are really and frustrated and hurt and um, confused. There's just an awful lot of confusion, anger, frustration, hurt. And I think a lot of it is stemming from how we are interacting on social media. So as we go through today and and think about it again is before maybe you make some of those comments that you otherwise would have just freely emotionally responded to something think about it inside hey if i make this comment that i just my gut wants to just you know type away right maybe take a step back and think hey is this going to create the energy that i want to take home with me is this the energy i want inside of me to take home with me today. Maybe double check that kind of thinking before making comments, before posting online, because it does, it does stick with you more than I think a lot of people realize. Uh, in addition to that number one thing, I just wanted to throw out some of the other negative consequences of social media. So I've kind of already touched on this, the inadequacy about your life experiences or your appearances. You know, some people worry about that. And then certainly the fear of missing out. That's adults, too. It's not just teenagers or FOMO. I do think isolation is a huge one where people feel like they're being left out. And being on social media, research has shown this that it increases rather than decreases feelings of loneliness. So we think we're connecting with other people when we're seeing everything that's going on in the world. But instead of feeling connected, we're feeling more lonely. We're feeling more lonely with social media. And I just feel like that's a really important thing to remember. This is research that has shown this. So whenever you're feeling lonely, social media might not be the place to go to when you're looking for ways out of that loneliness. There are some positive parts of social media that I also will talk about on the other side. You are listening to The Dr. Marcy Show. but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills. I was feeling so bad. I got to a point where I needed some help, so I reached out and contacted Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. They were able to take all of my different payments and put them all together. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into 
one easy-to-manage monthly payment put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. And they were actually able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000 in the last 18 months. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Stephanie, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. Hi, this is Brian Hyde. Several months ago, I was introduced to a small Idaho technology company called Pure Light that's invented a new type of light bulb that's simply amazing. Their LED light bulbs make all other light bulbs obsolete. And I've actually had a chance to put them to work in my own home. Now, these are bulbs that eliminate odors, including pet odors and chemical smells. They eliminate mold. They eliminate deadly germs, even the tough-to-kill ones like MRSA or E. coli or salmonella. They eliminate smells. They eliminate deadly chemicals from the air, just like a $1,000-plus air purification machine would do, only for a whole lot less with these Pure Light LED bulbs. And you know what? They work as advertised, and they're already being used in thousands of homes, businesses, schools, assisted living facilities, medical facilities, government buildings, and more. Find out for yourself. Go to pure-light.com. That's pure-light.com, the next generation of light bulb. Dinesh D'Souza, if you are a homeowner, you need to consider a mortgage refinance while rates are still low. I mean it. You could miss out on hundreds of dollars in monthly savings. Don't let that happen. Call American Financing, America's home for home loans, and take advantage of a free mortgage review. There's no pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. They're not like that. This is a company that's in it for you, doing whatever it takes to save you up to $1,000 a month. Without resetting your loan. Because at American Financing, they can write any term 10 years and over. So don't put a refinance off any longer. Pre qualify for free by calling 888 528 1219. That's 888 528 1219. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, NMLS Welcome back to the Dr. Marcy Show. You're listening to Dr. Marcy Campbell talking about social media and mental health today. Uh, I think it's important to realize or or be able to self-check, do some kind of self-check when it comes to your use of social media and is it affecting your mental health? So signs that social media is impacting your mental health Um, These are just some of the things you can ask yourself. Are you spending more time on social media than with real world family and friends? If you're spending more time on social media, it's time to make some of those appointments. Hey, let's go to dinner. Hey, let's go play some ball. Whatever it is, it's time to get together with people in real life. Now, I know there's quite a few people out there who worry about real life uh, getting together because of COVID. And in those cases, I would say a real life phone call would work. We used to be able to talk to each other on the telephone and not just so distanced on social media. So pick up the phone, make a phone call. You can certainly FaceTime or Zoom people and have those interactions. So there's still ways of having real life interactions, even if you're worried about COVID. But um, there are many people out there listening who feel comfortable still meeting with people 
in person, I would say get together, go on walks, go do, go watch a movie together, whatever it takes to get together and feel connected with other people. Because if you're spending more time on social media than with real world, world friends, which is happening more now because of COVID, it's time to, you know, take a check, realize that's not going to help me in terms of loneliness or in terms of feeling connected. So get back together and feel connected with other people. Another one to be, to be on the watch out for is comparing yourself unfavorably with others on social media. This is a big problem. I know with a lot of my friends of the female sex, they really do a lot of social comparison online in terms of the way they look, what they're wearing. Um, and I think we all know there are filters out there for pictures and images. And yet we still think I should look like that. Why don't I look as good as they do? And way too much social comparison that's going on. So um, just, I, I would say, put that in the back of your mind. You know, we don't need to be comparing. They're all putting their best self out there as possible. If you were to do the same, putting your best self out there, it would have the same effect. You know Everyone knows in real life, we have day-to-day -day hurdles that we have to overcome. And all of those people have the same, not the same, but they're going to have some type of day-to-day -day hurdles that they're overcoming as well. So just kind of put that one on a shelf if, if you have to. I, I think that when you are experiencing what um, some people call cyberbullying or trolling, um, you're online too much and you're maybe posting too much and you're commenting too much. So you're, you're spending too much time there. If you're experiencing a lot of that back, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. If you have no time for self-reflection in the day, you're spending too much time on social media, self-reflection, meaning how am I doing? Am I working on my goals? Am I um, spending too much time on social media? Even that kind of self-reflection. How did I treat others in my world today? How am I feeling about myself? Each of us can do a little self-reflection check, um, maybe not every day, but often enough. And if you're not doing it at all, you might be spending too much time on social media. If you're engaging in risky behavior just to gain likes, meaning if you're doing risky things to take a picture or a video, just because you want more likes or more friends on social media, you're spending too much time on social media. If you're suffering from sleep problems because of social media, you're spending too much time on social media. And finally, if there's worsening symptoms of anxiety or depression, it is time to take a social media break and start introducing or reintroducing things in your life that fill you up in terms of good energy so that you, you can maybe uh, sideswipe or get away from depression or anxiety, because certainly so, social media has been found to contribute to um, many, in many times, not all the time, but in many times, depression and anxiety. Those are just some of the things to be aware of if you're spending too much time on social media. All right. Um, the thing I'd like you to focus on instead of just the kind of mindless use of social media is use it for your benefit or for the benefit of others. So the question would be, what image of yourself do you want the world to see of you? And, and remember, your, rec your reputation is at stake. So whenever you're interacting online, somebody has access to see it somewhere and it's 
it's recorded. If someone wants to go out and find it, there's ways that there's people who actually track a lot of these things, including many of the jobs that you have, they will track you and your social media use. So what is the image that you want of yourself to be on social media? Because there's a lot of people looking at your social media that you're probably not even aware of. And that includes comments. That includes how you interact on social media. Are you harsh with people? Are you inquisitive? Are you overly opinionated? Are you a troll? Um, Etc. So not just what you post, but also your comments are out there for a lot of people to see. So just be aware, what is it that you want to portray in your social media use? And what type of reputation do you want to have? So I also think it's interesting, in particular with this uh, city debate that went on, a lot of neighbors were seeing comments from other neighbors. I think people who aren't as familiar with the way social media works, they don't realize your neighbors are seeing your comments on other people's posts. They don't even sometimes realize the way they're communicating is being read by a lot of the people that they know. So be a, be aware of that and be careful and cognizant. Do you want your neighbors or your kids' friends to see what you've written? Are you proud of what you've written? I think that's, that's a helpful perspective when it is that you're interacting and communicating on social media. So there, there was a lot of social media use when I was working on the 2019 Utah tax referendum. That was the end of 2019 and into 2020. And at that time period, there, you're getting all kinds of people who are jumping onto social media that maybe were not in the practice of social media. So you'd get quite a bit of bashing, et cetera. And what I've noticed, there's that type of interaction, but that, that increased exponentially. And what I thought was interesting is that there were people who were very religious in the state of Utah. So their Facebook profile would be very religious um, in the descriptions of how they live their life with their family and their, uh, whether it's missionary work or they were Christian or even, you know, different faiths. And yet they would turn to social media bashing. And I think they didn't realize that all the comments and, and disagreements and bashing others, that those people can just click on your profile and look who, who is this person that's treating me this way? And then it reflects poorly on that particular person's religious affiliation that they're portraying maybe in the, on their Facebook page or their Instagram. And so I think you have to understand when you're going to behave this way on social media, you might not be representing what your main page is representing. So I might need to say that again. When you comment or post on other people's um, pages, et cetera. If you don't want to represent that image, maybe don't make the comment because people will quickly can go to your Facebook profile page or your Instagram or your Twitter to see who is this person that's treating me this way. And it might not be the way you want your reputation or what you're promoting on that page to be they may not go together. So just be aware of that. That is a really tricky thing. And I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, I can't believe this person X, Y, Z position 
said this, this, and this, and they'll, they'll copy those comments. They'll keep them. That can come back to haunt you. So be very careful of that. We're going to talk more about social media and social media etiquette. On the other side, you've been listening to the Dr. Marcy show. Welcome back to the Dr. Marcy Show. This is Dr. Marcy Campbell on the Path Forward Utah, coming to you via fedbyravensmedia.com. And a big shout out to all of our sponsors out there. We're grateful for the opportunity to have a voice. And my voice in particular is focusing on mental health. And I of course, always like it when I'm I'm able to help people become more aware of their surroundings. And in this case today, becoming more aware of social media and how we communicate on social media and how it affects our mental health. So in this segment, I wanted to kind of go over some of the social media etiquette that's available out there for us to understand maybe how to interact with each other better. And I think recognizing that what hurts you in social media is likely going to hurt somebody else, whether it's a hurt of an insult or a hurt of a criticism or a hurt of an attack or makes you angry or makes you sad. When that happens to you, it's likely you behaving in that way is going to hurt somebody else that way as well. So just keep that in mind. But here's some basic do's and don'ts. Um, to remember probably across all social media platforms, I would say, and I kind of mentioned this earlier that comments follow you comments, follow you. So people can look them up. They can look at you on your profile page. Sometimes those comments will show up weeks later. We think that they maybe will just disappear and, and fall behind, but then one more person makes a comment on that thread and boom, there it is again on people's feed and and people see your comments. Now, yeah, you can delete them if you go in, in and do that. Sometimes you can delete them. Sometimes you cannot, but they're not all going to be private. So pay attention to what your comments are and what image that you want to put out there. Pay attention to the purpose, your purpose, your intent. We we make a lot of mistakes when we're verbally communicating with each other. Social media lends itself to communication errors all over the place. So you may think all I'm saying is, hey, I think you could have done a better job on that speech. But it really comes across as that's the worst speech I ever heard. And so Pay attention to the way that you're saying things in your communication style. If it's not intended to be harsh, a smiley face sometimes helps at the end of it, right? Um, sometimes the emojis can help us uh, be more specific with our intent behind it. And sometimes we just have to use more words. Sometimes we have to explain, I'm not trying to be harsh in this criticism, but I noticed X, Y, Z. 
Otherwise, if you're just like throwing stuff out there, it could be completely misconstrued and, and happens all the time online. So pay attention to your purpose and what is the intent behind the comment or the post that you are making. This one's really interesting. Be beware of the overshare. So if you are someone who uses social media and you're oversharing, whether it's memes, whether it's links, whether it's your own opinions, if you're oversharing, like that's people sometimes will do it all day long, then you're going to get a group of people, a large group of people who will start unfollowing you. And you're not going to have as much of an impact or interaction on social media when you are someone that overshares. Another one on the overshare is if you're oversharing too much of the perfect life that you have. So too much of your children, too much of your home, too much of your selfies, that's the overshare where you're not effectively using social media. And quite honestly, you might be kind of hurting some of the people out there receiving it. Like, wow, they sure have a perfect or wow, they sure look perfect. So just beware of the overshare. I, I'm a fan of sharing because that's how we're able to spread information, spread um, energy that we want to spread. So I am a, fa a fan of the share. I'm not a fan of the overshare. And not everything on social media needs to be super personal about your life. Occasionally, that's great. Occasionally, it shares information. Um, certainly, it helps spread information quickly if it's, you know, oh, some of my family passed away, here's the funeral, or I'm getting married, here's this information, or we're helping out with this nonprofit over here, XYZ. A lot of that is really great. Getting too personal where you're fighting with your ex over something, that's not helpful for anybody usually. So some of those getting too personal probably is not wise. Sharing too personal of images is also not wise. So you might think you've taken a really great picture of yourself, but in the background is your friends and it's a really bad picture of them. They may not want that shared on social media. So you don't just get to share everything and think that everybody's going to be okay with it. So be careful about pictures that you put up there because maybe some people don't want their picture on social media. So be sure you ask first before just posting pictures of uh, people, especially if they're in the background and maybe didn't even know their picture was getting taken. If, um, yeah, be careful about that. I know, I know there's a large uh, subgroup of the population that maybe hasn't done social media for most of their life. And sometimes they'll post things, not realizing that uh, many of the younger generations who are accustomed to social media, that that's probably not the, the greatest thing they've ever done for their grandkids. So just be careful about, you know, ask permission if you're going to be posting some of those pictures on social media. Uh, I want to talk for a minute before our last break about how to shake it off if you've had negative attacks at you online. What is it that you can do? A lot of it has to do with what is it you can do when you've had a bad day at work or what is it that you can do when you've interacted poorly at home or in your relationships or you've gotten in a fight with your friend, that kind of a thing. So like most of those times, the first thing that I would say is just take a step back and breathe. A lot of times we have to take a step back before we can do this mind over emotion, before we can jump into whatever our instincts are, our survival instincts of emotions going to be, whether it's cry or fight, you know, um, run away, hide, any of those types of things is just take a step back 
with social media interactions. Someone might've attacked you on social media. It's the time period. I'm not going to respond right away. I want to take a step back and do this in a thoughtful way first. All right. Now I like to tell people, find a phrase that works for you in that moment. I'm going to throw a few of these out and maybe some of you already know what your phrase is, but just find a phrase that works for you in that moment. So for some people, it's great to just say to yourself, I'm going to put that on a shelf and come back to it later. Like you visualize a shelf. I'm going to put this feeling or this interaction or this attack on a shelf. And I'm just going to come back to it in a little bit. Some just that one phrase, then go about doing something else in the process. You can think about how to respond and then you can come back and approach it. Um, some, for some people, they like the encouragement, the self kind of motivating encouragement, like you got this right. Or you're strong. You know how to do this. Any of that kind of self-affirmation. Some people do really well with self-affirmations for some people. It's the breathe. It's not worth getting upset over this. And if that's the calming, if you're the kind that needs the calming approach, it's not worth getting upset over this. That can be your phrase. For me personally, I like this one. Not everyone needs to understand this all at the same time. Just because I might understand this, they don't have to understand it right now. I don't have to talk them into this right now. Maybe this is not something they need to know right now. Not everyone needs to understand everything all at the same time. I don't have to convince everybody of my perspective all at the same time. So that's a good one that works for me, but go ahead and use any phrase that works for you. That helps you take a step back, take a step back from the emotion before responding on social media, because otherwise oftentimes you can turn it into the snowball event and nobody's learning nothing. I want you to ask yourself the question. Have you ever changed your mind when someone attacks you on social media? Has it ever been effective? Then it's not likely to be effective that you're going to change someone's mind by attacking them. There's better ways to do it. And on the last segment of today, I'm going to talk about some of the better ways we can use social media to convince people, perhaps of the way that we see things, to put out good energy into the world, to lighten the load of other people, to spread love, whatever your emphasis is that way. Or if you're trying to educate people about some of the things that you know, or that you're aware of that maybe a lot of people are not aware of. I mean, let's face it right now, misinformation abounds. And maybe, you know, a little bit more than a lot of people on a particular topic. What is the best way you can portray that or communicate that via social media? That is not the negative way that we see so often. It's like people are bashing each other thinking, I don't know, maybe they're thinking, well, maybe I can change someone's mind by bashing them right now on social media, when in fact, it really doesn't ever work. I'm quite certain none of you have changed your mind when someone bashed you on social media. So at the other side of the break, I'm going to talk about a good way to use social media. You've been listening to the Dr. Marcy show.
awesome and amazing day. Hey there, friends. It's John and Chelsea Jubilee. And today we have a message for you women out there. Are you premenopausal, postmenopausal, or maybe you're in the middle of menopause right now? Ouch. Listen, we have thousands of clients that have reported reversing all of their symptoms of menopause. Or maybe you have thyroid imbalances. Same thing for those women. Listen, this is your time. Absolutely. You can reverse all of those symptoms and you can be your real joyful, exuberant, and lean self again. Ladies, I don't care if six doctors told you you can't lose that fat after menopause or in menopause. You can. We have done it hundreds and hundreds of times, even in a medical setting documented. So make your action call today. Log on to EnergizeHealth.com, EnergizeHealth.com, or call 888-444-8895. That's 888-444-8895. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one. One easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. Now that life is returning to normal, let us help you get out of your unused timeshare. For most, getting out of a timeshare that feels impossible to use is a priority. One of the biggest concerns we hear is not knowing how high your next maintenance fee may be. With the bill right around the corner, it's like rolling the dice. We will get you out of your unused timeshare quickly so you can go back to traveling where you want, when you want. For over a decade, Lodestar Transfer has been helping thousands of people just like you exit their expensive timeshare. We have an A-plus rating and hundreds of excellent reviews with the BBB. We guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. For the best customer service and a free consultation, call 844-284-4860. That's 844-284-4860 or online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Welcome back to the final segment of the Dr. Marcy show on the path forward, Utah. You are listening to Dr. Marcy Campbell today talking about social media and mental health. Believe it or not, social media affects your mental health of for people of all ages. We know very particularly through research that social media has been detrimental by and large for many of the mental health problems that we see with teenagers. I'm asking you today, even though it's not my emphasis, but I'm asking you today, if your parents or teens listening, you've got to put that in check. All right. People aren't perfect. And when you're doing comparisons and you think, oh, they're skinnier than I am, or they're, they have more clothes than I do, or they're having more friends and more fun and fear of missing out. And it, 
really makes you become a more self-absorbed person. It's not good for, for those good feelings of good mental health. And just recognize if I'm on social media too much, it's not going to make me a happier person. If I'm on social media too much, quite honestly, it's not going to make me a better person. So I'm not saying that you have to turn it off. I probably, it probably is the way that it is right now where people are on social media in one way or another, but I'm saying have the self-control and dedication to set it aside. Don't spend very much time on it. Don't spend very much time comparing yourself to other people because it ultimately hurts you in the end. So while that's not the high emphasis of my show today, I do want to throw it out there. And, and parents, what's the best way to help your teens with this? You keep it in check. If they're watching you compare yourself to other people on social media, if they're watching you bash other people on social media, if they're watching you get using social media or bringing social media to the dinner table or checking your phone while you're having conversations with your teen, they're watching you. So keep it in check, parents. All right, enough with the little preaching on that side, just preaching a little bit of how to keep social media on the back burner of people's lives rather than the forefront of your life. Um, but I want more particularly now to focus on how with each other on social media and what is it that we can do in terms of communicating effectively on social media what is it that we can do to communicate um I good things on social media how do we use it in a healthy way in our lives so that it promotes good mental health rather than poor mental health and to highlight that I do have to bring up thing that's becoming so much more in my mind of a problem just in the last couple of months. And it's because the way that I've seen it, it's because groups have come together and they're utilizing this tool or trick to what I call schoolyard bully using the laugh emoji on social media. So um, when you disagree with something, people are starting to use the laugh emoji. And I'm calling it this modern version of the playground bully, where a group of people are coming together and kind of pointing and laughing at somebody. And that's kind of a way of bullying. Well, it does, I've said it before on this podcast, it irritates me because I really like laughing and I love humor. And I think we need to be able to keep the laugh emoji as a good thing, as a funny thing, as a positive thing, rather than having it turned into the bullying emoji, right? So there are certain, I would say, mostly political emphasis groups that are really using the laugh emoji as a trolling technique to essentially bully others who have a different belief system. And we know that bullying online is not effective. I was talking about that on the previous segment. So I don't really love using the laugh emoji in, in that way, but just be aware that increasingly so people are taking the laugh emoji as an insult so you might really think something what someone's saying is funny, and they might take that as an insult. So just be aware of it. I don't love the laugh emoji in the bullying way, but I think it highlights the fact that for effective communication to occur on social media, you have to be aware of what the trends are. And if the trends right now are leaning towards laugh emoji 
if we're bullying somebody or disagreeing with somebody, maybe just save the laugh emoji for when something is actually funny or use the laugh emoji to say, oh, you know, that made me laugh. I really appreciate it. I needed a good laugh today, but not in a negative way. Now, with political posts, a lot of times that laugh emoji, again, is going to be interpreted as a negative thing. So effective communication is being aware of the trends of social media. So you got to stay on top of it enough to be aware of the trends. I do love positive messaging on social media. And I know, I think most of you have experienced, you, you're looking at social media on a given day, and maybe it's been a hard day, and someone just posts the right thing that helps kind of you get back on track of, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Oh, that's exactly what I needed to see. I really did need that funny video today or that funny meme today. So if you are someone who wants to spread happiness, spread positive messages, pass along those things that might uplift somebody else in their life, um, use, and I call it appropriate humor. I'm not saying that we can't make people laugh with, you know, maybe edgy humor, but I will say appropriate humor because to me, inappropriate humor, maybe someone might think that it's appropriate, but really it's just tearing down and sending out negative energy. So if you're trying to put positive energy through social media, I would call it appropriate humor. I think anything that's encouraging to others um, that shares love I certainly think some family updates are good, but again, not the overshare. I really like social media for the potential that we have to educate each other, to spread messages, messages that can be positive, messages of love, messages of awareness, which I feel like is one of my, well, not feel like I really do try and attempt to help people become more aware. Social media is a great tool for education. It becomes problematic when we try to communicate through force or when we try to communicate through passive aggressive types of communication or when we try to communicate through making fun of those other people who believe different than us, then we're really just putting out a negative energy. But if we really want to effectively convince people of a message using social media, there are great ways to do that. We can ask people questions to start the debate. We can, if, if maybe we'd even disagree with someone on social media, you can ask follow-up questions and say, oh, but I was thinking about XYZ to explain your situation, but it doesn't have to be in an attacking way. You can use the soft, with social media, I think it's helpful to do the soft intro to any comment. I was wondering XYZ or in my experience, XYZ. Or for me, or in my family, we X, Y, Z because of these particular reasons. And it's much less of an attack on somebody else and more of an explanation of why it is that we've experienced things the way we've experienced them. I know I learned from people that I maybe otherwise wouldn't have agreed with when they can approach me that way as well. When people attack me, I don't think I've ever learned from them. And I've and I know myself, we put up walls. Like, why would I listen to that? Why would I do something like that? So if you want to effectively communicate with someone on social media, 
the soft intro into your comment or your post is usually going to be much more effective. And when you personalize it, well, I have found that, or this happened to me this way, and I approached it that way, or asking questions, do you think it's helpful to X, Y, Z, to try to find out more information before having an emotion? I think you're going to have a much better a potential of educating other people to your experience and your perspective rather than preaching at them to maybe on your high horse or, you know, which I fall uh, obviously on this show a little bit. Sometimes I do that, but uh, kind of from the teacher professor situation, but I think on social media, people don't know that about me per se. So you want to come in with the soft intro on it and let them know. Now, there has been times when people are attacking you. And sometimes you do have to come in credentialed and say, I have this opinion because I have these credentials. This is why I'm aware of this. This happened to me, or this is my degree or whatever it is, or I work in this field. And I think that's helpful for people out there who don't know you to know you are credentialed in some of the opinions that you have, but really even. And then have the soft intro and you'll communicate much more effectively. But overall, try to put out more positivity on social media than negativity. If you can check yourself that you're putting out more positivity than negativity, I think you're contributing to a better society in general. And we all need that right now. We all need everyone coming together to put out more that's positive positive energy out there. You have been listening to the Dr. Marcy show, hopefully help me become more aware today and each day moving forward. 